Hello, I'm Jim and this is On The Left Side, the funny football show. A video on social media shows someone throwing a red flare over the gate while others sing Edward Wood's going to die. Jurgen Klopp has proved himself to be one of the greatest managers in the world this year. His fast-pressing football, his establishment of Liverpool as world champions and very, 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 very white teeth has set him apart from his peers. But this weekend he proved himself to be something else entirely. A big, bloody, stroppy baby. Sure. Liverpool probably didn't really want to have to play what I make to be their 958th game of the season during what was supposed to be their winter break, just because the FA have decided to schedule the fourth round FA Cup replays there. And to be honest, I've probably got even less desire to watch those games then. But if Jurgen Klopp was that keen to avoid the replay, he could have, you know, tried a bit harder in the first leg. And you can't try and convince me that he was trying to win that match. No manager ever plays Dijon Lovren in a team that is trying that hard to win, are they? It was plucky League Oneers Shrewsbury Town that held Liverpool to a 2-2 draw and grabbed a money-spinning replay at Anfield. But Jurgen Klopp was only too keen to piss on those particular chips as soon as the final whistle blew by saying him and his team wouldn't even turn up to a replay. In April 2019, we got a letter from the Premier League, I think, where they asked us to respect the winter break. So it means we will not be there. It will be the kids who play that game. Premier League asked us to, to respect the winter break. That's what we do. Does that mean you will be there as well? Yeah. It sounds an awful lot to me like someone has got 10 days booked in Marbella and doesn't want to rearrange his special time on a sun lounger with a good book and one of those weird ultraviolet teeth whitening gum shield things. If he was just talking about the players, I kind of get it, but he's saying that he's going to respect the winter break too and can't possibly work it. It's just a little bit weird. He's not the one that does the running around. He's not the one that kicks balls and stuff. Surely he doesn't really need to take a winter break. Plus, respecting the winter break makes it sound like some kind of religious festival. Oh, yeah, 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 we have many winter breakers in the team. We must show them the utmost respect and uphold their beliefs. You play on fucking Boxing Day every year, mate. Even Tesco shuts on Boxing Day. Although, thinking about it, Tesco did open on Boxing Day this year. It was Lidl and Aldi that stayed closed. So maybe it's a German thing. Anyway, I guess it's just another sign that if you are one of the big clubs in England, you just don't care about the FA Cup, which is probably why Manchester United are so into it. Eh? Am I right? Yeah? Eh? Uh, No, it's not. Okay, well, at least some fans of Manchester United are a bit into the FA Cup after the red side of Manchester experienced a slight glimmer of light this week with a 6-0 win over Tranmere Rovers in their tie. Certainly, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, as he always is, was very keen to pick up on the positives. Every game uh, you win is a good one for your confidence. Every time you score a goal and you, you perform well is good. So we've just got to win the next one uh, and the next one after that and uh, then we'll get to the good times back. Calm down, mate. It's only Tranmere. That's struggling in League One Tranmere. That's Tranmere, who played extra time against another Premier League club just days earlier and don't have a massive squad so they can rotate players in and out Tranmere. Still, small victories, 
Even with six goals to chat about, however, after the game, it was more about what was happening off the pitch than it was that was happening on the pitch. Do you remember when Jurgen Klopp said this last week? Yeah, we're not here to dictate what they what they have to sing, so they can sing whatever they want. Well, it turns out the Manchester United fans chose to take him at his word and sung some pretty strongly worded ditties towards the club owners, the Glazers, and towards CEO Ed Woodward. It's the kind of stuff that nobody wants to hear and doesn't have a place in football. It's pretty sickening, if I'm honest. And it seems like there's a real toxic atmosphere setting in at the club at the moment. And that's despite beating Tranmere. Who'd have thought it? Certainly, whoever is doing the PR for Manchester United right now is having a bit of a mare. So it's great to see that the person having that mare is former Sun journalist Neil Ashton. The ex-chief maker-upper of stories for the tabloid newspaper has been brought in by Woodward to improve the public opinion of the club and, more importantly, improve the public opinion of Ed Woodward. Because, after all, nothing says we're in it together like hiring your own PR man to deflect the shit onto other people. Although the appointment of Ashton in itself says quite a lot about Woodward's thought process when it comes to recruitment. If you think some of the deals done since the departure of Alex Ferguson have been questionable than appointing as your PR representative a man who only nine months previous wrote an article that was headlined Solskjaer, Carrick and Co. can't be trusted in the transfer market and Manchester United will go nowhere under them. Backing them is Ed Woodward, who has a disastrous record of squandering United's gazillions. Is probably insanity. If that's the best person you can find to say nice things about you, then man, you're in trouble. It really is enough to turn Manchester United fans to drink, which does lead me to wonder, is Jermaine Pennant a Manchester United fan? The former Birmingham City midfielder appeared on Sky Sports this week to give his views on the footballing transfer action. And for those of you who thought his appearance on Jeremy Kyle was a TV low point, you're in for a treat. There's a reason why he wanted to move or he knew he was going to move because things ain't, you know, going well. He's not happy there. It was probably best for him and the club at the, at the time. So when you know um, it's, it's, in the, it's, you know, it's in the pipeline, of course, every player goes on that pitch, walks across that white line, and they give it their all. Soon after that moment, Sky Sports went to a break and Jermaine was seemingly ushered off camera, never to return after, according to Sky, failing to meet their high standards. Oh, man. I remember one night I failed to meet high standards after going to the pub with Big John. We failed to meet high standards in about four or five pubs before continuing to fail to meet high standards in a really dodgy nightclub. I'll be honest, I don't remember much of what happened after that, but I woke up at about 3am in a toilet covered in my own high standards. We've all been there. The On The Left Side legal team would like to say, for the record, that there is no evidence to support the suggestion that Jermaine Pennant had partaken in alcohol consumption or the consumption of any other substance before his appearance on Sky Sports News. Fine. Anyway, I'm not sure I've got a massive issue with this, to be honest. At least he's got an excuse for talking rubbish. Unlike most of the people they have on Sky Sports, he still makes more sense than a completely sober Phil Thompson. The the on-the-left-side legal team would like to make it clear that there is no suggestion that Phil Thompson has ever acted in an unprofessional manner on Sky Sports News or consumed any substances that might affect his performance on air. 
He does talk a lot of shit, though. Pennant later tweeted an explanation and an apology for his less-than-professional behaviour and said that... I arrived late for Sky Sports. I rushed on set, meaning I was flustered, hot and not briefed, and I'd had a bad night's sleep and taken a sleeping tablet. Which, funnily enough, is pretty much exactly the same excuse that Kerry Katona used after she made this appearance on ITV's This Morning. Now, I got this morning and literally just got here. Fine, I've been happier, I swear to God. But like I said before, I am on medication and that's probably what it is. Here's a top tip. Don't take sleeping tablets before going on TV. The On The Left Side legal team would like to add clarity that it is not the opinion of the programme that Kerry Katona has consumed... Actually, no, fuck it, she was steaming. Thank you very much for listening to On The Left Side. I'm sorry, I've had a sleeping tablet. Thank you very much for listening for On The Left Side, the funny football show. Please leave, please uh, leave a review on iTunes or however you listen to podcasts. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, review, leave a review on iTunes, uh, however you listen to podcasts. And please click subscribe, because every time you click subscribe, we give you more podcasts. If you like, yeah? Bye! The On The Left Side legal team would like to make it clear that while this show is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson, All legal responsibilities for any financial claims over damages, lawsuits, or criminal prosecutions lie solely with Kieran Sword voiceover. Hang on a minute, that's me. That, That can't be right. Oh, fuck.